What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Thank you, Nicole, and welcome. Yes, this is Jordan Rich here for one more night till midnight, filling in for good friend Dan Ray. He'll be off until Monday. Uh, tomorrow night, it'll be Morgan White Jr., my colleague and dear friend, filling in at 8 o'clock. But we've got a jam-packed nightside show for you to keep you informed, entertained, maybe inspire you to call and voice an opinion and all that. We'll be talking about obesity and the new drugs that are coming on market that might be an answer, maybe not, maybe yes. We'll talk with a real expert in the area of obesity and diet and nutrition. And then um, two guys who are brothers working in state government and city government who have a plan to bring government back to the people. It's a great story. We'll chat with them. And then also uh, one of my favorite people is Joyce Kulhaywick. You remember her from Channel 4 for many, many years, entertainment reporter. She still is the first lady of Boston theater and much more. And we'll be talking about Netflix doing away with the hard copy DVDs as of September something and it's a time to reflect on what DVDs would you covet if they took them all away <laughs> so we'll talk a, a bit about one of my favorite subjects movies and and film and things like that but to open up the program uh, these things sort of fly by and you hear about them and then they flitter away and then other things take your attention but uh, I think it's impressive to uh, mention this story and important to mention this story because as mundane and out of the way it might seem because we're talking about a little town far west of here in Massachusetts East Hampton this story is a microcosm of what's happening in the country and in the culture continued havoc and it centers around title 9 but let me just actually read from the Boston Globe article that uh, hit this morning. And basically, I'll summarize this way. East Hampton schools have lost their latest pick for superintendent. If you remember, it was last week that Vito Perone had his offer rescinded after um, addressing future colleagues as, quote-unquote, ladies in an email that he was sending to talk negotiation. And uh, he was basically told, no, no, I don't think you're right for the job because you uh, offended some people and your microaggressions didn't sit well. Well, that was last week. This week, a new uh, candidate was brought forth, a female, a lady. Can I say that? Uh, finalist Erica Faginski-Stark. And let me get into the story, and I'd love reaction at 254-1030, 617-254-1030. So this lady uh, was on a path to being accepted and granted a contract as East Hampton's next superintendent. However, she has withdrawn from the hiring process. Why? Because students, notice the word, students, alerted East Hampton's mayor to evidence that the finalist, uh-oh, had posted, quote, conservative and transphobic rhetoric on Facebook. Now, there's a whole bunch of detail as to how this was discovered and so forth. Not that difficult to discover once passed online. 
She pulled out, this is the uh, superintendent-to-be, Erica Faginski-Stark, pulled out of the running for the job last week, days after they voted to offer her the job. Uh, so let me tell you a little bit about this horrible uh, content that this woman was accused of of publishing on her Facebook page. And as I say this, and you may have read this this morning, I heard about it on BZ News, as I present to you some of the information, keep in mind that they did investigate whether or not this was real or put-up job or whatever. But apparently it's not any doubt that this belonged to this lady who was going to be the superintendent. The email correspondence, shocking as it is, has to do with Title IX and the defense of it. Title IX, which is something that when I was a kid in high school, I mean, people fought hard for Title IX to give girls in sports and athletics and schools in public schools equal access and an opportunity to thrive. She wrote, this lady who's now pulled out and gone away, she wrote, quote, she is surprised, this is in March of 2021, surprised by the silence out there relative to Title IX, and the lack of advocacy by women on behalf of equality for women and women's sports. And then she linked it to a Defend Title IX Now petition. Her scandalous email went on to say, or a scandalous Facebook prompt, quote, ladies, <laughs> depends on who you're calling a lady, ladies, the glass ceiling is more real now than it's been in generations. It goes on, our choice to use our voice or to remain silent will determine not only the future of women's athletics, but equality for women everywhere. Well, apparently, those are fighting words. Those are words of a transphobic individual. I'm, I'm putting quotes around that because we have no idea what this woman thinks about transphobic people. Uh, and that was the extent of the crime here. It's time we made our voices heard. This is a woman who is well-educated. And, and by the way, I, there's no indication as to why she decided not to take the job. I think we can we can probably figure that she didn't want the hassle of going through all this and being dragged through the mud for something that uh, even 10 years ago or five years ago would have been totally defensible. It is totally defensible. It's totally crazy that uh, certain very tiny minority of individuals can dig into your past and create this kind of controversy and people, corporations, or in this case, school committees just fold under the pressure. So the question for us in this first hour of Nightside, and this is in the Dan Ray tradition, because <laughs> that's what you do when you fill in for the host. You try to keep the, the ball moving. The question is, and, and it's at this point, it, it really doesn't have anything to do, in my opinion, with the trans movement or trans children. It has to do with um, attackers who are anxious to bring anyone down who has the gall to even raise any kind of question about a policy. And this policy, defending women athletes, defending females, seems like a no-brainer. Why would you be opposed to this? Now, obviously, there are people who believe that a, a, a biological male transitions and claims to be a biological female, that person should have every opportunity to participate in women's sports. 
listen, I think it should be up to the individual school. It should be up to the individual program. We know in the swimming story that everybody talks about, the transitioning individual is a foot taller than anybody else and one going away because she is endowed with male strength and is basically a biological male. We know that. Why does it? Why is it so difficult to figure that out? Now, it, it doesn't suggest for a second that we should discriminate in, in all areas against anyone, but a certain amount of fairness is expected. But that's not the point. The point is we are at the mercy, many of us, well, all of us, quite frankly, are at the mercy of those who want to sit back in their little layers and pick out comments and commentary that can be uh, twisted. In this case, there's no twisting required. This woman defended Title IX, something women fought for, men fought for, the left, the right argued about, and it was settled law. Settled law. So that's the question. Is this just another example of the descent of civilization as we know it? Um, and w what what's the future hold what does the future hold and is there any solution to any of this save one the one solution the one retort is to fight back and say no I'm not going to resign I'm going to hang in there and you're gonna to have to drag me out kicking and screaming the immediate now this woman did not apologize and I'm hoping she doesn't because there's nothing to apologize for but she withdrew her nomination for school superintendent I just believe and I'd love to know your thoughts people need to stand up and say enough is enough uh, there are times when words hurt and there's a case I think out in Kansas somewhere racial uh, epithets are spewed and terrible threats are are levied and those people should be not only expend expelled from their expelled from their jobs but perhaps face more uh, action but at this case defending title nine defending title nine and that is considered spurious it's considered hate speech by some a small tiny minority six one seven two five four ten thirty how do we counter this and if there's anybody out there who wants to defend this i will listen i will give you the floor i will uh, give you the opportunity to do just that to defend this kind of search and seizure of thoughts and ideas uh, which most people and you may be in the minority if you're going to argue for it most people have to say is just plain silly I thought the ladies uh, comment last weekend was crazy enough when the gentleman who was up for the job didn't get it because he used the term ladies this is even more egregious in my opinion 617-254-1030 lines are wide open uh, your opportunity to comment, to um, expound, and to offer thoughts and suggestions. And again, if you want to defend the students, whoever dug this up, if you want to defend the school committee out there in East Hampton for certainly pressuring somebody to pull out before the uh, contract is signed, love to hear from you. We'll come back and continue. This is Nightside, a very busy Nightside. Dan is off on vacation, Jordan Rich filling in, and this is WBZ. You're on Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. 
Welcome back. This is Jordan Rich filling in for Dan Ray one more night tonight. He'll be back on Monday. It is 821, and the number is 617-254-1030. So the question of the hour is uh, how do we work through the the tenor of the times where somebody can post something quite innocuous, quite defendable on a Facebook post from two or three years ago, uh, defending something that is written law, Title IX, not uh, excoriating anybody, not threatening anybody, not uh, calling anyone names. And she, this was the candidate for the East Hampton uh, superintendency, is forced to withdraw. Now, whether or not she's forced to withdraw or just did it on her own, that's speculation on my part. But the fact is she had that job sewn up and somebody went out to get her. Uh, two quick things, and we'll go right to the calls. We use the word community a lot. The black community, the Jewish community, the uh, Hispanic, uh, the gay, the trans community. I think it's important. Words mean a lot, as we discussed last night. Words are are words for reasons that we need to enforce, we need to enforce meaning. I don't believe for a second that the everyone in the gay community, everyone in the trans community, everyone in the black community thinks the same way, and neither do you and neither do they. So the idea that everyone is movement focused on one issue in one block is absurd on its face. It just doesn't work that way. That's not the way people are put together, no matter what their gender and fluid identity is. So this is obviously, as is the case with many of these movements, a small minority, very tiny minority of activists, transgender activists in this case, who are um, stirring the pot. The, and, and that's fine. I mean, uh, if you want to play that way, uh, you've got to be ready to have the pot stirred in your direction. But it's the reaction to that that is so odd and so quirky and upside down, in my opinion. I'd love to know what you think and uh, where we go from here. John in Weymouth is first up. Let me get my cursor and my mouse clicker and all that stuff in gear. There we go. John, you're next on WBZ's Nightside. Jordan and Hi, how are you? Hey, how are you? <laughs> I got... <laughs> love it. Uh, the, uh, sub, I'm afraid Title IX is under a major attack because... The ladies are not, or women or girls are not getting up and fighting for it right now. They're just taking the hits. Um, the best thing that these ladies can do is the whole school, all the all the ladies in the school should go to that school committee and fight for that Title Nine. Well, you're right. Uh, Title IX is now coming under attack. If you remember, or not remember, but if you've seen a woman named Riley Gaines, she's the swimmer who lost to Leah Thomas. She's been on the media tour, and she's getting uh, attacked by those who disagree with her viciously. I mean, really viciously, the kind of stuff that you would say is hate speech with a capital H. And there aren't enough people, I think, speaking up for just common sense. There has to be an accommodation. There can always be an accommodation for an athlete who wants to participate. But to suggest that everyone who won the right to participate with Title IX is all of a sudden disqualified is insane. Couldn't agree with you more. But the uh, trans athlete, the swimmer, 
that Leah Thomas. I think he, he swings for Penn. Leah Thomas, uh, yeah. Um, when he went out as a male athlete, he, he always came, came in last place. When he, he switched over to a, a woman, he was he he was always first place. Well, he, by a mile, well, not a mile, but by by thirty seconds, winning laps and winning contests and so forth, and breaking new records. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is this is just wrong. They, the ladies have got to speak up if they're going to save Title Nine. They have to do it. Well, I th- I think this is going high up to the Supreme Court ultimately because. It's settled law, first of all, and and settled law is sometimes uh, worth challenging. And when it's challenged and there's a legitimate challenge, for instance, segregation in schools, then it makes sense for the law to change. But uh, this law was fought for pretty hard, as you know. Um, There's a term for women who are opposing simple... Uh, unfairness to other women, uh, claiming that certain transgender policies are unfair, and they are called trans-exclusionary radical feminists, or TERFs. I, again, you, you have to learn all this stuff. To, I, I didn't to, know that. Well, <laughs> you have to learn. If you're sitting in this chair, you got to learn all this stuff. So it, it's it's amazing how people are turning on each other over something that could be worked out rather easily uh, with some accommodations. I mean, if you're going to have a sport where people are competing in the same lanes but they have different body structure and and different abilities then uh make different uh, lanes uh, available in other words uh make it a transgender uh division if you will uh or or penalize somebody who has I don't mean penalize them but uh dock them some points for being extra strong there's got to be a way around this but this the way it is now it is so unfair the way it is now. I mean, every every father in his head who has a daughter who goes to the swimming pool to see his daughter swim, and she's being beaten by a trans. It, it doesn't sit well. No, and and it only makes matters worse between the the the, the parties. And I don't think anyone that I know of in my purview is is for putting people who are different in in separate quarters and and calling them names and calling them out and uh, abusing them that's that's dead wrong it just doesn't work but what we're talking about is fairness for those who've been here and have worked so hard to to get to this level uh, in all sports I mean the marathon the women start after the men for a reason what what more do you have to figure on? Uh, men are just built for more speed than the women. Yeah, yeah. And the women participate against the women. That's what it's all about. Anyway, yeah. John, I thank you for the call. Say what? Do me one favor before you yeah. hang up. Yeah. Could you say how are you again? <laughs> Hi, how are you? I love it, man. You you are the king of the Boston accents. Thank you very much. <laughs> Take care. You too. I just love the way that guy rattled off his hi, how are ya? It's beautiful, beautiful. 617-254-1030. If you're in uh, school athletics, coach, parent, student athlete, um, obviously talking to, to females now, 
What's your reaction to to this kind of a story? No, no, not about the superintendency. That, that'll work itself out. Somebody, sooner or later, has to get the job. Somebody who has no record of anything. But um, is it, it's a rarity to begin with. The Leah Thomas story is, is the most obvious one, but it's not as if every single school is affected by this. But the possibility is, and, and this is the White House path, that it's going to be a, an amended Title IX that's not going to take into account somebody's uh, sex of origin on birth, a gender of origin on birth, and that could make a difference. There's a, an old meme, well, this goes back to the 70s, maybe even the 60s, about the Russian or the Romanian female athletes looking like like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, you know, <laughs> with... with uh, five-day growth, beards, and all that kind of stuff, that, that we laughed at that concept of uh, the Soviets putting up athletes that were just pumped with uh, all kinds of drugs and everything to make them super strong. That was a joke back then, but um, it's reality now when somebody like Leah Thomas, who's, I believe, over six feet, towering over his, sorry, her competition, uh, that's a that's an issue. So uh, lines are open. We'll take a break. Six one seven two five four ten thirty. We've got lots of other important topics to get to in the next uh, couple of hours. But we thought we'd stick around and uh, chat more about this with you if you'd like. Six one seven two five four ten thirty. We'll be back following these words. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. And welcome back. This is Jordan Rich filling in for Dan tonight. 617-254-1030. Just tuning in. We're talking about the latest uh, issue in East Hampton, Massachusetts, a town that doesn't get a lot of attention normally, when a second candidate, very close to getting the superintendency job, pulled out because somebody uh, alerted the mayor that uh, this individual, this female woman, this woman, um, posted a couple of uh, notes on her Facebook page defending Title IX, which uh, is a Civil Rights Act passed in 1971, I believe. And it basically states, just for the record, no person in the United States shall on the basis of sex be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance which is so many schools obviously and uh, I guess some people are interpreting that but if, if a trans athlete is not allowed on a particular team a, f a female team then that is uh, a violation of title line but that's something that can be worked out in the courts and people have an opportunity to disagree and and be civil about it and and state their opinion without being forced to run for the hills that's my point so let's go to some other calls and see what you have to say this is Bo in Quincy Bo welcome aboard you're on WBZ's Nightside hey good evening good evening I mean, sir there are a couple, a couple of simple solutions the first thing is organize these these teams to say look we're not gonna play if, if there's a transgender on our team we're not going to play because they have a dis, you know, they have a dis, we are at a disadvantage. And pretty soon that'll, the world will get around that, you know, it, what, what good is it if, you know, if, if it's a, if it's a female league and all of a sudden you have males who are, you know, basically genetic males who want to call themselves uh, transgender, whatever, but it's, it's literally, it's cheating. It's an unfair advantage. That's number one. But number two, in the big picture, it's going to take a constitutional amendment to start changing the laws about campaign contributions. 
not uh, it, not like the Citizens United, uh, uh, what do you call it, ruling, but an actual constitutional amendment limiting the amount that outside forces can can, can contribute. It, it doesn't matter which side they're on into any local and state races. Because when you have most of the money coming, especially at the federal level, when you have most of the money coming from outside the districts, from a small handful of well-organized people who are well-funded and they're doing everything they can to undermine our country, uh, you know, they're going to continue doing this. And we are now like about probably a third way of this indoctrination stage, whereas a lot of people in our country, they have been, they have been for, for all intents and purposes, brainwashed into hating our country. We're racist, you know, uh, patriarchal, systemic, the, the whole, the whole litmus thing. And, what happens, I believe, is when you have somebody who speaks out, who says something, they get pummeled by all these keyboard virtual single, virtual signaling cowards. So until that happens, I mean, we're stuck with it. But I mean, if, if, if my child was on a team, if, you know, there was a chance somebody was transgendered, uh, you know, I'm sorry. It just doesn't work that way. It's not, it's, it's, uh, how can I put it? It's, it, it, it's a construct that they're making up. It's a social construct. And this goes against millions of years of evolution. I loved your term for those who are doing these things in the privacy of their own little cubbies. What did you call them? Virtual signaling? Virtual signaling? Oh, yeah. The, key, the, keyboard, co the keyboard cowards is what keyboard it is. Keyboard cowards. I mean, they say, <laughs> right. But, but that's what they are because, yeah. I mean, if, if you notice, you they will not come out. And they only confront you in some sort of a group, and it's always it's always you know via the internet. And what they try to do is they try to pummel anybody. So it's like whack a mole. If anybody who doesn't toe the indoctrinated left wing ultra left you know Marxist line, uh, they they come out in force, flash mobs, you know all kinds of things like that. Sure, and, push and, comes it's, to shove, and it's happening um, on every just about every major college campus that not only are people shouted down, but they are threatened. And, uh, again, I have no st uh, stake in this uh, race at all in terms of the sports and the swimming and all that, but Riley Gaines, who is uh, out there trying to speak for the other side, the the other side that's, that we're talking about, the Title IX side, right. she is being pummeled both personally and I don't know if there was a... a might have been Berkeley, California, which of course. But, but it's not whether it's Title IX or not. The point, the point of the matter is, this young lady has spent her life as an athlete. She's worked her. She's basically worked her butt off to be in a position where she can compete on a national level. And all of a sudden, somebody who was like the bottom of the bucket when it came to the male athletes decides that he wants to have some sort of hormone or whatever he identifies. He's not feeling very good. He needs his next whatever. But now he is. She's. Physically, there is no way that she or any other female can match that. That is called cheating. That's like bringing that's like bringing Tom Brady into a local football game and saying, "Well, why is why is he winning? Everything's fair." No, and that's exactly what they're doing. And until the females or until the groups get together and say, "We are not going to allow this to happen to our league, and we're all going to boycott it," you're not going to have the games. And when that happens, it's in coaches and, and all these people who have and, – and, and, and I don't believe that a lot of these people who are making these decisions are doing these voluntarily. I believe they're doing it because they're in fear of being pummeled by the same virtual oh, signaling oh, oh, keyboard Oh, absolutely, cowards. absolutely. It's avoid so, trouble and, and at when all a costs. Couple of them, right. right. And when a couple of them start losing their jobs and they realize, wait a minute, 
they have been put in a situation, you know, in between the poop and the shovel, as they say. So if they go one way, you know, they hate it. If they go another way, they hate it. But when they start losing their jobs and the word gets around. And the other thing is at the national level, I mean, we have an administration right now, like the, our, our resident, the resident of the United States. I mean, this man, it, it, there is no left-wing cause that these people don't push. And all they want to talk about is, it, all they want to talk about is electric cars, hating Trump, and they want to talk about transgender, LBT, LMNOP, and it's just ridiculous. The, 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 there's the gay and lesbian community, quote-unquote, but now there's this whole alphabet soup. And the alphabet soup of people, and, and this this thing with the uh, you know the, the puberty blockers and stuff. If you look at the at the long term results of, of basically, I call it premature child abuse. Or, you know, these children are not going to experience a lot of the same things that normal people go through. For example, the sexual uh, 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 the, the sexual feelings that typical males and typical females traditional go puberty gonna, and gra- moving from but not, no, but it's not just puberty. I mean, orgasms and all the other things that go along with it, all the sexual pleasures. So it's going to be kind of a, a you know a dull, uh, and they never. I mean, it should never be anywhere near the child because. I mean, we all know that children do not make wise decisions, and they will take the quickest, flashiest toy. So if you make something desirable enough, the children are going to grab at it. And by the time they realize it, they're not. I mean, they they, they realize that the damage is done, especially with these these genitalia mutilations and things along those well, lines. You, so you they, call gonna, them, they call gonna... them trans. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Fin- finish up. I just have to move oh. on for time. That's all. All right, no, well they, well, they call them transgender surgeries and everything. It's mutilation. That's exactly what it is. And, and you should start calling it mutilation. It's genital mutilation, oh, okay. whether it's male hold, or it's female. Hold you right there. You said a lot. You're very eloquent on the subject. I appreciate it. And I'm glad you got some things <laughs> off your chest. And I think a lot of people agree with much of what you're saying. And uh, It's the, sad the, that I'm, and I have to be like this. It, it's well, really sad that I have to even be in this position where you have to make these comments, but we've been pushed too far. And it's just, you know, our children and our grandchildren are going to have to live with, live with the legacy of this. It's just crazy. All right. Thank you, Bo. I appreciate it very much. A lot of passion in Bo, and I can't say I disagree with much of what he had to say in terms of how upside down the world seems to be in some cases. Now, the world, quote-unquote, is the media world, is the online world, is the talk show world. And uh, for so many Americans, this is not affecting them because they don't hear about it. They don't want to hear about it. But it's insidious when you have uh, people digging through your past and looking to uh, nail you on sort of extortion, uh, in a sense, you know. Uh, And it's very much like uh, the old school mob. If you don't toe the line and think the way we want you to think, then we're going to get you. We're going to figure out a way to... Uh, break your legs, whether it's uh, literally or figuratively. And I think that's the problem we're facing. Let's take a very quick break right here and continue. Uh, lines are still open, many of them, 617-254-1030. Hot topic now. We're going to move to another hot topic. Uh, the weight of it is very much important, the obesity problem in a culture like this. This is WBZ and Nightside. Jordan Rich in for Dan Ray. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. 
10 now before 9 on WBZ. Let's continue with your phone calls, comments, and reactions. Doreen is next, checking in. A good evening, Doreen. Hi, long time no talk. Hey, welcome well, back. Well, <laughs> I, I told Dan Ray the other night I'm very confused <laughs> on the situation. Join the club. Um, you know, and uh, can I tell you a nice story? One of the towns in the North Shore, well, whatever. Did you ever hear of the first woman baseball team? I saw the movie, if that's what you mean. Uh, League of Their Own. The one Madonna. You know right, Tom sure. Hanks and all that. And they all wore skirts and knee socks. You know, it was cute. Whatever. But um, I didn't know at the time. I was I was surprised. I was working for one of the girl softball uh, baseball players. Oh, she hired me for a job. We been very close. I was shocked when I saw the whole pitchers team and everything. What did you, you know do what for I mean? her? What was your job for this player? I was a care I was a caretaker for her mother. Okay. Was she on the Georgia Peaches? Was, was that the team? Yes, yes, something like that. But they, they got that story. One of the uh, gym teachers from Everett went around and interviewed. And that's how they got the, this movie, a real local um, teacher. She was a gym teacher. Well, you're talking about uh, everyone that's familiar with the movie knows it was World War II and the men were off fighting the war or working in the service and not available to play Major League Baseball to a great extent, yeah. although some stayed. And then these women were uh, drafted to play, and uh, play right. they did. But they were all playing yeah. uh, against other women. So that's, right. Right. that's yeah. what made it so but unfair. <laughs> I, I played on a softball team, all girls. And I like my baseball, and I used to play with my brothers. What, what what makes me? I'm a tomboy, right? Nothing wrong with that. No, of course not. I used to climb. I like trucks. So I used to climb trucks and go trucking with my friends. What's that make me, bad? No, no it doesn't make it does nothing makes anyone bad what makes it right uh, it what it it's unfair is what we're talking about the unfairness of yes so then all right what about the bathroom situation if they all want to play whoever they want they might as well set up their own bathrooms like po po <laughs> those portable parties <laughs> one for girls one for boys and one for whoever right well uh maybe that's Part of the solution? Uh, I don't know. I just I, I'm confused. No, as but well. they're going to yell out uh, people out there. It's always they're going to yell out discrimination, discrimination, discrimination. Well, I I like your story about the Georgia Peaches. What was the name of the player? Do you remember her name? I don't want to give it over the ra uh, radio. Oh, okay. Is she still you alive? Know? I don't know. I, I think so. Okay. All right. That's fine. Doreen, thank you. You know, appreciate, I don't... Appreciate the story. Thank you. Let me go to Bob in Weymouth next on WBC's Nightside. Hello, Bob. Uh, a good evening. How you, hey, you're doing a good job helping Dan out. It's a pleasure. But, uh, you, you know, on um, prior to 2023, we had uh, two genders. 
a biological male, a biological female. Now, going 223 forward, we have four genders, the biological male. and Also, we have an artificial female, and we have artificial male. And if they're that interesting, they should incorporate it into the law as part of the agenda. Well, and uh, also, yeah, go yeah. ahead, go ahead, finish. And you know, also, I, I have a lot of black friends. Party, I socialize with them, everything. Now, uh, I'm white, but you know, sometimes I feel I'm black. Now, if I'm feel I'm black, and then I presume I'm black. So if I apply for a job. I could go the affirmative action, even though, mm-hmm. as long as I feel I'm black. So, you know, it, it's what how they feel. It's not what they are. You so know, you, I you, think you, everything you, has to be incorporated in the law. That's a very, very simple and clean way to think about this. I, I think anyone who wants to identify as anything can do so. But legally... And quite frankly, scientifically, in my opinion, this is my opinion, you're born a particular gender. That is the gender biologically, chromosomally, if you will, that you are. You can tweak and change and and hormonally update and so forth. But that's where the law is going to have to step in and and figure it out. People are a lot smarter than you and me. Um, I just think it's a shame that people who are not exhibiting any transphobic behavior no one's this woman who was tossed from her job or didn't get the job as the superintendent in east hampton all she did was defend the rights of women the rights that were fought for in title nine back in 1971 and have been on the books for 40 years and uh, or 50 years and it's it's just to me uh, an outright shame that people are running from the truth uh, and that's what the truth is they see it and they're not evil they're not suggesting hate or or discrimination they're just standing up for what they believe in that used to be an ideal a goal a uh, a champion of this system we have i'm out of time bob i'm so sorry i've got to let you go but... hey listen hey, can i tell you you're doing a great job hey i don't I'll do be... too good of a job Dan won't be back no 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 i'm i'm <laughs> loving the fact that i'm going to be done and sleep in tomorrow thank you so much appreciate it no i appreciate that thank you and i have a long history here and it's a pleasure and an honor. So we're going to come back and talk to one of the top uh, experts when it comes to obesity and weight and management and health and food and all that because there's a lot of developments in this area. You're listening to Nightside. This is Jordan Rich in for Dan Ray right here on WBZ.